Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Lots going on, lots to get to. Busy, busy day. We will, at the bottom of this hour, have Carrie Lake on. She is running for governor of the great state of Arizona. She's got Trump's endorsement, which is the most sought-after endorsement in this country. The um, I believe the primary in Arizona is going to be on August 2nd. And uh, there are a few others. She calls them rhinos. But she's she's polling very well. And the things she says that she would do about the border uh, are things that you and I both want. Uh, most of you anyway. And I've got some people who want the border to be open, some lefties looking for me to be, say something they can hold against me or something. For the vast majority of you that listen to the program because you like the entertainment, you like the education, you like the conversation, she wants to fix the border, which is what anybody who's got half a brain would like to see done as well. And there's breaking news on Twitter. Carrie, you see the breaking news during the break? Mm, no, no. It's already started. It has started no. on a Monday. It has started. That is Carrie Lockie. How you doing? Fine, fine. Polo making it happen. Sam getting it done. I'm your talk monkey, Joe Pags, Pag Rulo. You remember it was it was about two days in a row where the Babylon Bee was suspended from Twitter. And then I believe Charlie Kirk was suspended from Twitter for saying something similar about a trans female. In other words, a biological male pretending to be a female. And then Tucker Carlson took both their tweets, the Babylon Bee and Charlie Kirk, put them in a picture and posted that. Then he got suspended. During the break, just happened, Carrie, Tucker Carlson's account has been restored on Twitter. Well, there you go. It is starting And he already. tweeted out, we're back. Interesting, isn't it? Yes. Now, do I dare go and check out the former president's account to see if it's up? Oh, that would be not? the biggest news ever, wouldn't it? Why not? Yeah. Here, I think it's just Donald J. Trump, isn't it? Uh, no, I think it's real Donald J. Donald J. Trump. Let's see here. Real Donald J. Trump. Nope. This uh. account doesn't exist. <laughs> That's so rude. Isn't that rude? <laughs> that is so remarkably rude, I, I think. I just, it's just, just stupid. Um, so we have that for you, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, they're starting to retor- restore accounts, which is very, very interesting. During the break, because this is the way Polo's mind works, his mind works in, in puns and wordplay. I mean, Polo, you'd have to agree that, that you do, you, that's the way your brain works. Yeah, I'm kind of punny. So he, he's got the, the family feud on. He's got nothing else going on right now. And well, he's I, I can't it, right? change the channel. So <laughs> He just looked up. He said, is it weird that there's a woman on Family Feud right now whose name is Fat Time? What? Right? Yes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's how you pronounce it. He said, no, well, I guess some would say Fatima. Or Fatima. Yeah, I definitely go with that. Not I, I think that it's actually Fatima, but I always thought there was an A at the end. Is there really an, an E at the end it, of this There name? was an E, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what like, threw me off. Fatima. Let me ask you this. Hmm. Now, I don't think that would be Fatima. I think that would still be Fatima or Fatima. Uh, just maybe the E is the way that they spell, you know, they spelled it classically wherever her origins are. But let me ask you this. Can you? Are you allowed to laugh at stuff like that, Carrie, or not? 
Uh, no, we are not. No. Cannot do that anymore. I'm about to get myself in trouble again, and I got myself in trouble for this last time it happened. Do you know where I'm going? I do not. Names that aren't funny, that sound funny? (sighs) What? You don't remember this? I don't remember. I was like accosted in, I was accosted in the, the lobby of the radio station when I did this on the air. I don't remember. Oh, I must tell the story. Well, there, there is um, a mental condition. You know, there's autism. There's a, there's a spectrum. Nothing funny about it. Mm-hmm. I feel for the parents. I feel for the kids. I feel for everybody who's dealing with this. I wish that we could find a cure. There are several different reasons why this happens, I guess. There are other reasons that some people say it's not why it happens, but those who believe firmly think that's why it's happening. But, dude, who named something Asperger's? Oh, you know what? I do remember that. I do. The name of the affliction is Asperger. Upset. Listen, I know that's probably some dude's name, and some people probably pronounce it Asperger's or something. It's not funny. It's not a cute condition. But how can I not? I'm stupid. I'm I'm immature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, I was agreeing with you. Yes. I'm mature. It's pronounced Asperger. Come on, Carrie. Oddly enough with that one, I've never laughed at that one. You don't think Asperger's funny? You go to McDonald's, hey, can I get an Asperger? You don't think that would be funny? Not really, no. Oh, you're just too snooty. Paul, you know it's funny. <laughs> Not too Come snooty. On, dude. By the way, that lady was up on, on the front right now. Mm-hmm. The, the fat time lady. <laughs> you can't say that. You're going to be so... Somebody named Fatima is going to show up at the station now and say, tell me I'm fat time to my face. PH. I had this actual, I had this angry mom show up with her son who's mm-hmm. got Asperger's. That's not a funny condition. It's not funny at all. I'm not laughing at your son. You tell him it's funny. She's yelling at me in the lobby. I said, listen to me, Asperger. That's hilarious. Come on. So, okay, so you're saying we're not allowed to say fat time for Fatima. No, not allowed at all. Couldn't they, couldn't they pronounce it Asperger? I mean, does it have to be Asperger? No. Yes, Polo. I mean, isn't there like a P in there somewhere? Probably. It's not pronounced Asperger. Sam, I'm going to need your input on this. No comment. Why, why, what? What is that? You can't cop out. We see your comment all over your face. It, it, seriously, she's going to come and yell at you. Stop it. And let me say it again. And you guys, listen, you know that I'm an honest engine. Can I say honest engine? No, you cannot. You can't say that no. either. You are on, digging really? yourself a hole. Uh-uh. What are you talking about? You can't say hole either. That's probably true. You probably can't. <laughs> Thanks, Polo. Polo took it to the next level. From Asperger's, now he's talking about, okay. Anyway, let me say this again. Because a lot of you think that I'm making fun of the condition. I'm not. The condition is not funny. The name is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, you, you care like horny toad. Who named the toad the horny toad? Uh, not sure. You know what I mean? Who did that? Can you research that and find out the origins of horny toad? <laughs> oh, I, I did that during the break. Sure. Or how about the stupid game in the Midwest? Now you played Husky Husky Husker. That was a great game. Great name. But people probably not far from where you live playing cornhole. Why are you gonna name it cornhole? I don't know. <laughs> Don't know why they did that. What's the matter with you? I already told you you can't say that. (laughs) Sam? 
Help me out. You, you want to? Is the FCC listening to this broadcast? Yes. Brent, I will ask Brendan Carr if I'm allowed to say these things when he comes on the show this week. Seriously. I don't know. Screw it. Call it cornhole. What? How drunk? Carrie, how drunk were they in Nebraska when they came up with that one? <laughs> Probably quite a quite You know a you grew up with people playing cornhole. You know you did. I did. Yes. Yes. They have them. Um, they you. Can see it on TV. Actually, I had never they heard of that game before. Games. Had never heard of that game before, ever, until I moved to Michigan. And the first guy that said it to me almost got punched. <laughs> I'm just, just going to put it out there. Very close to a violent uh, um, occasion. All right, eight 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 nine four one. I don't want you calling in about the funny names because you guys will go over the you go over the top. I've done what we can legally do within the FCC boundaries. And let me say this one more time. Parents, kids, if you're dealing with some sort of anything on the spectrum, it's not funny. I'm not making fun of the condition. I don't know why they had to name it after the guy. I don't know why they had to go there. Doesn't make any sense. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Carrie, you got a story about how we're... Okay, turns out all those things that I just said that you really can't say, but you mm-hmm. can, but you can't. Mm-hmm. You There's another word now that you can't say either because somehow it's... Yeah. Help me out. From Fox News, the Washington state legislature recently passed a bill replacing the word marijuana with cannabis in all state laws, citing the alleged racist origins of the Spanish word. Now, the term marijuana itself is pejorative and racist, said Democratic State Rep Melanie Morgan, claiming during 2021 testimony regarding House Bill 1210, which she sponsored according to local CBS affiliate KIRO7. As recreational marijuana use became more popular, it was negatively associated with Mexican immigrants, Morgan explained. Even though it seems simple because it's just one word, the reality is we're healing the wrongs that were committed against black and brown people around cannabis. Morgan went on during her testimony to quote Harry Ainslinger, the first commissioner of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, who played a pivotal role in the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 that banned selling and processing cannabis. It was him that said, and I quote, marijuana is the most violent causing drug in the history of mankind. And most marijuana users are Hispanic, Caribbean and entertainers. Their satanic music, jazz and swing result from marijuana usage, said Morgan. It was used as a racist terminology to lock up black and brown people, she added. And Governor Jay Inslee signed the bill after it passed unanimously on March the 11th, and its provisions will go into effect in June. Shut the face. Hmm. Racist. Can't use Paul, that Paul, do you know the direct translation of marijuana from, it, from Spanish to English or not? Mary Jane? No, it, it, that's not what marijuana means, does it? Uh, yeah. Are you serious? I mean, that's why people also call marijuana Mary Jane. Well, I mean, because there's an M and a J. I thought that's why they went with Mary Jane. So, well, I mean, so would be which, Mary, right? Juana would be Jane. Okay, that's actually kind of stunning. I thought that actually <laughs> meant. I thought it meant like cannabis. I thought it meant like uh, pot weed. Um, I thought there was a direct translation to stuff to get you high. Um, that makes sense, though. Fine. So, if it's really Mary Jane, I mean, are, is somebody named Mary Jane? Would they really be called marijuana in, in Spanish? Uh, maybe. Okay. I mean. Have wait, you ever wait, met a Mary Jane wait, who's wait, Hispanic? Wait, wait, say that again. I said if somebody were named Mary Jane, would they really in Spanish be called marijuana? Well, it would probably be two words, not the one word. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So 
I'm not sure I understand anything that you just read in that story, Carrie. Now, I understood it because it was English. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understood the words, and I, I'm pretty good with quickly knowing definitions of words that I've heard before. But they're literally saying that black and brown people have been locked up because of the word marijuana. But if we call it cannabis, no more racism. Uh, <laughs> let me let me ask those of you listening in, in Washington that, yeah. State. We've got we've got Spokane, we've got Seattle now, we've got we've got um Yakima, Walla Walla. We're all over Washington State. Just ask you something. What the hell is wrong with you people? Wait, what? And yes, I mean you, not not just your government. Vote that ass out. What is wrong with you? This is what they spent legislative time on? That the word marijuana is somehow racist? That if we just got rid of the word marijuana, it would make up for all the horrible things that were done to black and brown people? Do something to where these people aren't reelected. Do something to get rid of this disgusting leadership you have that is running roughshod all over your freedoms. You can't say marijuana? What? They solved every other problem in Washington State that this is the one that Carrie, is it, can you check your news sources? Mm. Is every other problem solved in Washington State? I don't think I have to check, but I'm just going to say no. You're going to say no then? I will say no. Come on, Washington State. I want you to do better than this. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Bottom of the hour is going to be Carrie Lake running for governor of Arizona. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you. Motown Monday on the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for being here. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. And Carrie, I brought up uh, Washington State and, and fix it and do something about it. And I called them all out. Yeah. Phones are melting. They're melting. Yakima, Vancouver, Washington. Yakima, Yakima. And they're going nuts. And they should. They should because something has to be done. Don't tell ah, we can't do anything because the biggest metropolis area is Papata. If they could elect Rudy Giuliani in New York City in the 90s, if they could elect George Pataki in the state of New York, knowing that 8 million people were, generally speaking, left-leaners in New York City, they did something. And that something might be that they're focusing on not being allowed to say the word marijuana. Maybe it could be focusing on the fact that crime in Seattle is on the uptick. Maybe it could be that Chaz or Chop existed. Maybe you could make a real case for people who are sort of left-leaning but sort of don't really care as long as they're safe. Maybe you make that case. I don't know. I think something like that could be successful. I really do. And I hope that people will consider doing that. All right, let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. We're going to go right to Washington State. Bob is in Vancouver. Bob, talk to me. Uh, hey, Joe. Hey. hey, you know, yeah, the Washington State has been corrupt for many years. You know, they're, they're the model for everybody for voter by mail and so that's a real uh thing that we've observed and oftentimes particularly governor races and stuff that has been uh you know i think it's just been totally fraudulent 
um, you know, the, um, the Governor Ensley and Bob Ferguson, his right-hand henchman, the Attorney General, I mean, they're just, they're totally uh, in the tank for leftism. You know, when he ran for president, man, he was, uh, he, he was, his whole thing was climate change. It was. That was his, you know, of course, he didn't go anywhere. Right. Uh, but Seattle rules the state of Washington, unfortunately. How, how do uh, how do they do uh, mail-in ballots there? Well, do, anyway. Does everybody get a mail-in ballot if they prove that they have the right to vote, or they just send them out to everybody? Um, I, I, I couldn't say that for sure, but, you know, it's, it's all mail-in. You, you know, you can't go uh, to a poll and vote anymore. You can't even go there and vote. You're telling me you can't go in person? No. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when I first moved here many years ago, you could do it. But no more, you know, they just, it's inconvenient or whatever. Wow. Bob, I appreciate uh, it. Oh, sorry. I appreciate you. No, I do. I, I wanted to, to sort of vibe on that a little bit. President Trump had his rally Saturday. And um, in that rally, he said, we have to have paper ballots. You go in there on election day and vote. And whether you make that a national holiday, whatever you do, that should be plenty of time for people to go and vote. We've got early voting, extended voting. Carrying this last election, correct me if I'm wrong, in some jurisdictions they were saying, well, if the ballot comes in three days after the election, we'll still count it. That is true. Come on, dude. What are we talking about here? There's an election day. Yeah, that's a real problem. I I asked Carrie Lake about this at the bottom. What are you going to do in Arizona where we know there were substantial votes that were counted that shouldn't have been? What are you going to do about it? If you have the same Dominion machines, if you have the same, you know, mail-in balloting, what is it that you can do to ensure election integrity? She gives a very good answer to that. Um, so, so make sure you stick around for it. Let me go to line four. Paul is in Yakima. Paul, tell me how the mail-in votes work. Okay, um, you, you can. It is one hundred percent mail-in. You can register to vote on even on the day of the election. Um, you can register to vote with your computer. You don't even have to show your face to anybody. Wow. Um, I, 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 I guess a dog. Register to vote if they had a person doing the keyboard, um, and and there's no there's no way to check what what, what you voted. Um, I, I was telling the screener I, I'm a real conservative guy. Um, when we went to mail in balloting, I started getting um, catalogs for stuff like T-shirts that say "We Live Che," and you know it's completely wow left wing liberal stuff. So I'm sure I'm on some mailing list for that stuff because you know. You send in your your ballot, and who knows what what is actually counted as. And another point on the mail-in ballots, um, they're they're not secret at all. Um, you know, you have, you have a an envelope that you you put the ballot in, and then another envelope that goes on the outside. But both of them have QR codes and barcodes. And um, I remember one year the the auditor was saying, well, if you forget to sign your, your ballot, we will try and, we'll try and contact you. you know, that, how, how can they try and contact you if it's a secret ballot? Exactly. You know, I, I agree with the, the previous caller. The system here is totally corrupt. So um, there's really nothing we can do about it. Well, I think you can. You, you can you, well, I mean, if, if you somehow can get the legislature to listen to you. Paul, I appreciate it. I'll let you go and take care of that cat in the background if you don't mind. You know what I mean, Carrie? I heard the cat in the background. Yeah, really a couple of times, it. yeah. <laughs> and the cat was like, well, we can't vote. <laughs> Mailing. Um, no, but uh, the bottom line is you have to be able to find something, and maybe that, that, that crack to fall through is the legislature. Carrie Lake up next. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. 
Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have you along for the ride. Always glad to have this young lady back. She, I hope, will be the next governor of the great state of Arizona. It's Carrie Lake. Carrie, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. It's good to be on your show today. Yeah, you know, you are doing great. You're out there saying the right things, and I know that you really do want to implement these things once you get into office, which, again, hopefully is going to happen. You've got the huge support of former President Trump, which is an endorsement that everybody in this country wants if they're running for office on the right side, on the conservative side. You're an America first person, and you're sick and tired of seeing what's happening at the border. So there are a, it's a litany of stuff we can talk about, Kerry, but I want to start with this. I know that Chip Roy and Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and I think um, Kevin McCarthy are down at the border today, and they're seeing 50 at a time. Just come right over. Hey, just come on over. And we had a, a, um, a, a National Guardsman die saving the lives of two illegal aliens coming across the border the other day in the Rio Grande. This thing isn't getting any better, is it? No, it's, it's I'm sick about the uh, the loss of life down there with that guard member. And, um, you know, Joe Biden's got blood on his hands, pure and simple. We have a national security crisis. We have a humanitarian crisis. We've got a drug crisis in our country, and it all falls squarely on Joe Biden and his horrible leadership. The man is uh, is not capable to lead, and I think he's an illegitimate president. He came in and has brought us destruction at our border. We had a border that was as secure as I'd ever seen it in my 27 years in Arizona under President Trump, and Joe Biden came in on day one. He stopped the construction of the wall. He stopped the uh, policies that were working, like remain in Mexico. He stopped the asylum policy. It's called the asylum um, third, safe third country asylum policy. He's pulled that back. And now he's about to pull back Title 42. It's going to get so much worse. And I have a a sneaking feeling he's going to try to grant every single one of these people asylum. And I'll tell you what, the people of this country will not sit back and let that happen. It's Carrie Lake. Go to CarrieLake.com. She is running for um, for governor of the great state of Arizona. Uh, you know, Carrie, I, I grew up in South Florida, and I think I've told you this before. And and when I was growing up in 1980, the Mariel Boatlift came from Cuba. These were people that were let out of prison by Fidel Castro. And they ended up in the Chrome Detention Center. Many of them got sent back because they were criminals. Those who really did have an asylum claim stayed. I understand what asylum is. Asylum isn't my job doesn't pay well enough in Honduras. Let me go to, to, to the United States. The, the asylum isn't, oh, you know, I can't find the, the proper brand of groceries. Let me go to the United States. Asylum is you're killed if you're the wrong religion. You die if you speak out against the government. You are literally going to lose your children and you never see them again. They might be raped and put into human trafficking if you don't get the hell out of there. Why, why have we tried to change? Why do you think the left is trying to change what asylum is and we just open the doors and say, hey, come on in, no problem? You're right. I mean, asylum, and, and I have it right here, a U.S. statute, You, it's when you're being targeted by an individual or group by your government for religion, ethnicity, race, or political beliefs. Right. It's not for economic reasons. It's not because there's a gang that's uh, causing violence to you. I mean, these are these are sad situations, but that's not how U.S. statute is written. And the reason they want it is these are activists. They are left-wing activists, asylum activists, who are trying to rubber stamp all of these people pouring across, these illegal aliens pouring across. They're rubber stamping them. They want to go around the law, and they want to hand out citizenship like it's candy. And we have had enough. Here in Arizona, people are fed up. 
There are Democrats who are fed up. There are independents who are fed up. And there are Republicans who are fed up. We cannot afford to take on the world's problems. And we can't afford to take on the poverty of the world. And a lot of criminals are coming across right now. And these activists, these asylum activists, they want to give uh, basically citizenship is what it's going to amount to, to a bunch of asylum fraudsters. We're not going to have it. There will be hell to pay if they try this. It's Carrie Lake. Go to CarrieLake.com. Support her candidacy. Is it because they they really do have compassion for these people and oh, we've got to help out the poor and downtrodden? Or is it what you just said? They're hoping to make these people citizens on the fast track and get them to vote for them. Yeah, I, I really think it's the latter. I don't think, I mean, we all have a heart and compassion. Absolutely. Americans are the most compassionate people, but we got to start using our brain for once when it comes to what's going on at the border. And it is, it's activists who are trying to change the demographics, the voting demographics yeah. in this country. They know that their policies are dead-end policies. We don't have to go far to see that. You just head right over to California and you see the disastrous policies of the left on full display. It's like a zombie apocalypse over there. The people are rejecting that. They've also tried to steal our elections, and they've been successful at that. And they know that we know how they're cheating. And now that they can't cheat on the elections like they were going to in, in such wide scale, yeah. they're realizing they got to bring new people in, give them citizenship, give them voting rights, and then they'll get their people elected. It's not going to happen it's, because the people of this country are rising up. Uh, I'm with you. And, and they certainly are. It's Carrie Lake, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E, CarrieLake.com. Go there and support her candidacy. She is running. She's the Republican running for um, governor of the great state of Arizona. President Trump gives his endorsement, which I think is very wise. Um, and and uh, again, that endorsement is one that is is the most uh, sought after for anybody who's running on the right right now. Let's talk I'm about so what I'm so honored. I'm so honored to have his endorsement. Yeah. And let me just say something about that endorsement. Uh, President Trump was the greatest president of our lifetime, for sure, maybe one of the greatest ever. He woke us up. He taught us that we can implement America first uh, policies. They do work. And frankly, they're the only way out of the mess we're in right now. And everyone loves President Trump. If if you uh, if you believe the media, you'd swear that nobody liked him. But right. I'm out there on the campaign trail every day, Joe. People adore him, they adore his policies, they want him back. And we have an illegitimate president sitting in the White House after a corrupt election. And so I'm so honored to have President Trump's endorsement and the entirety of the America First movement. But what I love is that if he's at a rally and you're not even there, he's still calling your name out. He wants everybody to know <laughs> Carrie Lake is going to be the greatest governor in the country. Let me ask you about this. Carrie, if you get if you get the governor's office, right? And, and there you are, ready to go, but you've got two years of Biden still in place. Biden and the executive get to control immigration and naturalization. And I've talked to you about this before. We see what Greg Abbott has tried to do here in Texas. Some of it successful, some of it not so much. What can you do as the chief executive of a state when the purview of immigration and naturalization is up to the federal government? Well, the federal government, you're right. Article Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, the Guarantee Clause, they're supposed to protect us from invasion. They're failing at that. It's a dereliction of duty. And we have the remedy in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 10. This is where the states can protect their own citizens. They can protect their own border. And that's exactly what we're going to do. On day one, we issue a declaration of invasion. Unless our governor, our current governor does so, which I hope he does. If he doesn't, on day one, I do. 
And then we get our Arizona National Guard troops down to the border, armed to take on the cartels and stop people from coming across our border. We're going to sign an interstate compact similar to the one that that, uh, Doug Ducey mentioned this week, but it's going to have more teeth in it. We're going to have other states that care about our border send their National Guard down to our border, get more boots on the ground, because we're going to need lots of people on the ground to stop people from coming across. And we're going to, when people do come across, we're going to grab them, we're going to process them, and we're going to send them back across the border. It's plain and simple. Once they realize that we are enforcing trespassing laws, that we are not uh, going to allow people to stay here, they'll stop coming through Arizona. And then the pressure will be on those blue states to do the same. But what I love about But we're not going to take it. We can't take all these people coming in. We're not going to allow the drugs to pour in. They're using drones every day to drop drugs off and do surveillance. It's crazy. And we do nothing. We're going to start shooting those drones down. I mean, it's pretty simple. Shoot them down, blow up the drug tunnels, and get tough on the border for once. What I heard you say the other day was really, really big of you. You said, I'll give it to Ducey now. I'll give it to the governor right now. Here's the plan. If he wants to implement, he could take all the credit for it. But this is something that we need to put in place now. So this isn't you playing politics. If you do this, then I'll do that. You're actually saying, I want to help support Arizona now. And you're willing to put your entire deal in his hands. What has he said? I actually did that already before I put it out on January 4th. Uh, as I we put our policy together with some of the best minds on the border, with some of the best minds when it comes to the U.S. Constitution, um, I gave that plan to Governor Ducey, said, take it, please implement this. We need to talk about this. we got to get this going now. And I, I didn't hear back from him. So uh, I know he's taken little parts and pieces from it, and that's great. Right. But you got to go the full measure. This is not something that you want to half-ass. We got to go the full measure here and make sure we're protecting the border. It would be great for his legacy had he just jumped on board. It's Carrie Lake. Go to K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. Go to KerryLake.com. Support her candidacy. The former President Trump is supporting her candidacy. Let me ask you this. How is this different than what Jan Brewer put into place with uh, SB 1070, where she mirrored the law uh, that's on the books in the United States um, in Arizona? Eric Holder and and Barack Obama went after her and they won because the courts agreed that it's completely and solely up to them. Well, yeah, and and uh, too bad we couldn't have it go through right now with the makeup of the court being a little bit different. Right. Um, You know, I think there are ways that we can implement laws and make laws here that we can then follow in Arizona. And I'm ready to rumble with the federal government. We want them out. They're not doing us any good here. They're doing us an incredible amount of harm. And if they're not going to be helpful in protecting this country, we'll take it on. The states will take that duty. And it won't be just Arizona. This race for governor of Arizona that I'm in is the most important election coming up in the country because every single state wants a secure border. They're feeling the effects of the drugs. They're feeling the effects of the illegal aliens coming across, the smuggling going into their states, and they want it to come to an end. But unfortunately, if they don't sit on the border, uh, their governor can't do much about it. Right. I can, and I'm the only person running in this election who is vowing to do something. I'm running against a bunch, a bunch of rhinos, as President Trump called them. One of them who's spending her husband's billions trying to run these splashy ads acting like she's tough on the border when she's an open borders globalist rhino who is actually, when she was on the Board of Regents, actually voted to give illegal immigrants lesser, they paid less tuition than American students. Crazy. We can't have somebody like that in office. So it is a critical race that we get me in 
and we secure this border. If we lose another border state, I'm afraid we're going to lose the whole country. It's Carrie Lake running for Arizona governor, and I pray that she wins. President Trump supports her candidacy. Go to CarrieLake.com. CarrieLake.com. Support her candidacy right now. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the voting machines and how confident you can make America first conservatives, Republicans, how confident can you make them heading to the polls in November? Because in Arizona, specifically in Maricopa County, there are tens of thousands of votes that should not have been counted. I mean, cyber ninjas uncovered that. Tens of thousands that should not have counted. They were either illegal, they were out of the, they didn't live in the district, they didn't, they didn't live where they voted, they left the state, and some of them still voted. Plus, we've got the, the, the debacle with somebody deleting you know, the, the file that, that had all the results on it off the hard drive, which is also illegal. Are those machines going to still be used? Well, not if I can help it. I, on Friday, um, along with Mark Fincham, who's running for Secretary of State, we filed an injunction in federal court to get the state to ban those machines, those electronic voting machines that count our votes here. And this is about security and transparency. This is for all Arizonans, whether you've got a D behind your name or an R or you're an independent. And, you know, just remember, it was just a few years ago that we had a lot of Democrats, and I've got several several uh, videos showing that these Democrats were saying, look, these machines are being hacked. Right. They're not reliable. We don't know how they work. So this is a bipartisan issue. Nobody wants these machines, and they're easily hackable. They ha- can be set up um, to connect to the Internet, although you can still hack them if they're not set up to the Internet. And we don't even know exactly how they work. They won't even tell us how they work. We want transparency when it comes to counting our votes. So I have gotten involved and uh, filed an injunction to get rid of these electronic voting machines here in Arizona because we want them out before the next election. We want honest elections. And I, I think uh, we've got a good chance that, that the courts will rule in our favor on this. We're going we're to keep a close eye on it because if it happens there, it'll happen elsewhere as well. And, and I've seen a Dominion video where they actually show how it connects to the LAN, the, the, the local area network, how it connects to the Internet. And then they try to say that it doesn't connect, but then there are USB ports. But why do you have USB ports? Well, we're not really well, sure. That's, that's for something. The whole thing is screwed up. They won't. Carrie, you said it. They will not tell us how the machines work. Why would we trust them? Exactly. And think about this. The components for these machines are made by our enemy in China, the CCP. So we're having our enemy make components that go into our voting machines. It's outrageous. And I remember hearing vividly on tape Kamala Harris saying that she watched with her own eyes as a Dominion machine got hacked in front of her own eyes. So we got to get rid of these. In 2016, we had Democrats up in arms about these machines and about the election. In 2020, we saw widespread corruption in many states. America wants to have secure, honest elections. We're doing this for ourselves, for every future election, for our children. And this is one step we can make that will shore our elections up and make sure they're more honest. And not really asking much that we have a fair election. It's Carrie Lake, CarrieLake.com. Go and support our candidacy. One last question. We just, before we started this interview, found out that Elon Musk did buy Twitter. We know that Twitter and all other social media hid the Hunter Biden laptop story so that people would know about it going to vote in 2020. Either 10% by one study, 16% by another study said they would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known about the contents of that hard drive on Hunter Biden's laptop. Is this a game changer, Kerry, if Elon Musk actually makes it a free speech platform again the way it was supposed to be back 15 years ago? Makes me happy running yeah. for governor, right. being a conservative. I've been worried that they're going to just all wake up one day and they've they've cut me out on Twitter and they've canceled my account. Right. So I'm actually really excited. Can't wait to see President Trump get back on Twitter. And we need free speech. And that means sometimes we hear things that we don't agree with. Yeah. 
that's okay. That's what free speech is about. Whenever I hear somebody say something and I go, okay, I disagree with them or that irritates me, I think, wow, that's our free speech at play there. But it's only been going one way. It's been a one-way street for a long time. This has got to be freaking out the corrupt people, that that small section but loud section of radical leftists who thought that they could own social media, who thought that they could uh, you know, rig the machines, yep. who thought that they could rig the election. We are having win after win after win, and we're not going to let them take our country from us. Oh, they're freaking so, out. You go, go check out Twitter. Today. <laughs> they, they are, Carrie, they're freaking out. People are leaving. They're yes. all saying, we're out of here. And, and and look, if you don't want free speech, then then you didn't want free speech to begin with with Twitter. They wanted it to be their own little playpen, and it can't be. Carrie, I wish you nothing but the, uh, but the best. We're going to see you, I think, in a couple of weeks, which is awesome. I can't wait to do that with you and um and come on often i want you to win i want you to do what you say that you'll do and i think it'll start making arizona great again and the country great again thank you so much thank you i can't wait to see you again i'll come on anytime joe all right talk to you soon we're back after this stay right here this is the joe pag show Great to have you, Carrie Lake. I hope she wins in Arizona. Quite the candidate, that's for sure. Hey, let me tell you about Super Beats. As we age the fatigue and failing endurance, we feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. Uh, you try that. Six, seven, eight, ten cups of coffee a day. Maybe a sugary drink with caffeine in it as well. Going to give you that boost, and then it's going to drop right off. Why do that when you can get Super Beats Heart Chews? A tasty treat. They give you the energy you need. They're good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, candy for a quick pick-me-up. Just add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day. No caffeine crash here. Super Beats Heart Chews, unique, clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy. And normal blood pressure is part of a healthy lifestyle. They taste delicious, too. Non-GMO, uh, non-GMO beets with the grapeseed extract combined to make a delicious treat that are good for you as well. Go check them out now, joelovesbeats.com. Get up to 45% off. Again, free shipping too. joelovesbeats.com. It's your best offer available anywhere. joelovesbeats.com, up to 45% off at joelovesbeats.com. Do not hesitate. You know you've been wanting to try them. Go and try them now. Get some super beets. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. 